you know, the issues, the complications in my own life. You know, like I said, I have, I have the allergies. So I, I started to pick up on these things that, you know, I was struggling with and thinking to myself, you know, man, there's got to be a better way to do X, Y, Z. You're listening to the Allergy Free Hustle, the podcast that highlights creators, founders, administrators, managers, owners, and innovators of allergy-free brands, businesses, and services. I am your host, Nicole Farkason. Let's get into the show. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Allergy Free Hustle Podcast. Now today we have in our guest chair, we have Joey DeGange III. He's the owner and founder of AsureTech LLC. Now AsureTech is a software and technology company that's working to build solutions for people affected by food allergies. Now AsureTech aims to provide life-saving products and services for allergy sufferers through hardware and digital apps. Now, one such app is the Epicenter app. And this is the app that allows you to add all of your allergens, especially ones that are not in the top 14 commonly known food allergens, add all of your auto injectors, add emergency contact numbers, and so much more. In this summer, they will be adding an Epicenter case, which is an upcoming hardware that attaches to your EpiPen or OVQ that will be synchronized with the app. So it will be synchronized with your app to let you and your contacts know if you accidentally forget your medication and it will send a notification with the last known location. Now about Joey, Joey DeGange III is a lifelong food allergy sufferer. He's a young adult who has had peanut and tree allergies all of his life. Now, his parents ensured he never felt different while he was growing up, and he takes life with allergies in his stride and never lets allergies get in the way of what he wants to do. He also describes how a life-threatening allergic reaction while he was abroad had led him to develop an app for those traveling with allergies. Now, he started a short tech LLC in his junior year at Juniata College with a mission to introduce game-changing technology to the community. He taught himself the necessary skills to develop AsureTech's early software and website while serving the company as CEO at the same time. The inspiration behind AsureTech software and hardware originally came from Joey's personal experience with food allergies. The initial software release, the AsureTech's mobile app, was created as a response to Joey's trip to the hospital in a foreign country after failing to properly translate his allergies. The AsureTech mobile app is making it easier to travel abroad with food allergies, and they're working on a more advanced software and technology that aids users during an allergic reaction. Now, the original app offers effective translations in over 30 languages and could help locate and ask for emergency medical attention and this was equally important for developing solutions which has been the input from the food allergy community 
So AsureTech has partnered with Kdan Mobile, which is a global software-as-a-service provider that has been developing mobile applications for more than 10 years, and they will be developing a more advanced software that expands on the AsureTech's mobile app, introducing new emergency features, helping to track your auto-injectors, and more. AsureTech has also partnered with Perimark, with its two principal founders, Magnus Roos and Daniel Patton, which has been AsureTech's longest-standing technical partners, also providing the team with mentorship and technical expertise since the company's inception. And they also partner with Certistar, which helps to improve the safety and dining experience of men, women, and children vulnerable to food allergens. Now, apart from partnering with companies to provide better features of their AsureTech mobile, Joey has been featured in My Kids Food Allergies, My Allergy, Chi My Allergy Kitchen, Allergy Voices Volume 1, Tech Talks, Team Saves, Altona Mirror, Rob Z Podcast, Killer Food Allergies Podcast, Hunting Down Daily Times, and he has been featured in the Innovex Biotech event in Taiwan. Hi, Joey. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing well. How about yourself? I am good. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to have you on the Allergy Free Hustle podcast today. Yeah, happy to be here. I'm excited. All right. So tell me, who is Joey? All right. So I am a, an entrepreneur. I started my company, AsureTech, uh, about three and a half years ago. So I'm a uh, lifelong food allergy sufferer, anaphylactic to uh, both peanuts and tree nuts. And so I was in college and I decided I wanted to start a company that could help people effectively manage the condition. And uh, that kind of set me off on this whole path. Right after graduating, I was still in the process of building the company. But in the meantime, I also had a chance for full-time employment with a company called Kdan Mobile. They're a software company based in Taiwan. And so I went over, uh, left the country to go uh, start my, my professional career. And during that process, this was, this was actually my first time leaving the United States. So I had a lot of things to learn about travel. And I had a life-threatening allergic reaction there because of some miscommunication when, when translating my allergy. And from there, that really sparked the, the first software that we introduced later that year, which helped people translate their condition, find a hospital during an emergency, and really get the help they would need if they want to, you know, to leave the country. And that was, you know, really, that kind of served as the catalyst for everything else going forward. After that, we kept building up the company. Uh, we were able to introduce new, new and improved software this past year. And uh, we've been trying to ride that momentum to, to really keep, keep growing. Now, tell me a little bit about your background. Sure. So, like I said, I, I've, you know, I've had food allergies my whole life. So that's kind of, you know, I've been in that space my, my entire life. Um, and then professionally, I went to Juniata College, which is in central, central Pennsylvania. And I studied you know, marketing there and then started the company. So my, my, a lot of my professional background was in that area. So in business development, uh, business planning. And then as I was, as I was building out short tech, 
you know, I started trying to teach myself web development, app development, different design things, basically all of these different skill sets I knew I needed to, to get the company off the ground. So I started trying to develop all of these other, you know, professional abilities as a kind of on, on an as needed basis. Now, tell me a little bit about the app. Sure. So the Epicenter app is the new version of the software that we introduced this year. So that mobile app is available on iOS and Android. The Epicenter will, you know, during the event of an allergic reaction, with a press of a button, you'll be able to automatically call emergency services, send a text message alert to your emergency contacts that includes, you know, a notification saying, you know, hey, Joey's having an allergic reaction. And then it shares his, you know, or, or my rather uh, GPS location so they can find me and, and help me, you know, if something were to happen. The app will all, you know, all simultaneously, it'll also locate the nearest hospital relative to your location and then gives you the option to display a medical ID that can be translated in 47 languages thanks to a partnership that we set up with Equal Eats. And then in addition to that, we have, so that's kind of on the, the emergency help side, which is, you know, a really important part of the, the food allergic experience. But then on the flip side, you know, there's so much day-to-day management that goes on anything from looking for support from the community to trying to find something that's safe to eat, especially now, you know, kind of still coming out of the, the COVID lockdown where stores have less, less food in, like in, in stock that's safe to eat for people with food allergies. So on the management side, we have, you know, we've been really fortunate to work with a number of different bloggers, podcasters, and other contributors in the food allergy community. And we have constantly live feed of uh, just what they want to share that you can go and, and browse uh, through the mobile app. It includes up, you know, live FDA food recall updates. And then there's also a, like a, a built-in e-commerce platform. We work with a lot of different companies that offer safe to eat allergy-friendly foods free of, some of them are, are upwards of 15 of the, the main allergens. They'll offer foods that are safe to eat for you. And we try to connect all of our users to those resources as well during that you know, the day-to-day cycle of food allergies. Now, how did you get the idea about your app? So a lot of it started just from kind of observing some of the, you know, the issues, the complications in my own life. You know, I guess I have, I have the allergies. So I, I started to pick up on these things that, you know, I was struggling with and thinking to myself, you know, man, there's got to be a better way to do X, Y, Z. And so that was kind of where a lot of the ideas came from. And then from there, I really tried to uh, you know, rely on the, the strength of the online food allergy community to help decide which ideas were worth pursuing, which ideas were not. So every time I would think of something that I noticed in, in my own life, I would go to the online groups on Facebook or Instagram or all of these different locations where, where people gather and support each other. And I would share a little bit and, you know, say, hey, I, I have food allergies. I want to build a, a better resource for all of us. Do you see this problem in your life? Do you see that problem in your life? Sometimes we'd come back with yes. Sometimes we'd come back with no. I think that's just you. And that's kind of how I, I evaluated what, what to include in the app. Now, tell me, how did you build this app from scratch? So the initial app that I built was, you know, it was, it was the one that I kind of built directly after I had the allergic reaction in a foreign country. Um, I used a few different, like, I, some of it was done through websites. Some of it was trying to watch online tutorials about how to code. I mean, I, I was starting out 
from the bare, bare basics. And I was fortunate enough to be working at a software company with some really friendly people. And during their lunch break, I'd say, hey, can you give me 10, 15 minutes to teach me how to do this? Or can you explain this? I watched it on a video, but I don't quite understand how it works. And they would take the time to show me and walk me through the process. And so that was how I started. And then we ended up, you know, AssureTech was able to partner with KDM Mobile after we started to see some momentum with the application I built. And that's when things really started to, to dial up. The, the team at KDN took my original ideas and they just, they ran with it and, and did something, you know, were able to help create something better than I could have ever imagined. What did you wish you knew before creating the app? I think one of the biggest things was I, I wish I would have taken a few more like IT or computer science courses in college. I took two that offered some really basic introductory level things. And that was enough to kind of help me understand some of the tutorials or at least understand the terms they were using, if, even if I didn't fully understand the concept. But I know we have a really strong program at the college I graduated from. And so I think if I could have you know, tried to just soak up as much knowledge during that time, that would have really expedited the development process. What's the biggest mistake you've made as an entrepreneur? Hmm, that's a good question. I think probably the biggest mistakes could, could be boiled down to trying to, to rush into something too quickly. I think one of the tendencies of anyone that's starting a business is to, to fall in love with your idea and want to put all your time and resources right into that, into that plan. Now, the business idea might be sound and you know, requires passion to, to pursue. But the specific practices that your business does. So, for example, you know, if we, we one of the first things we tried to do was get a, a a website built that wasn't really satisfying the need, and we probably spent too much time focused on that element of the business. What would have been smarter, and what I advise any other entrepreneur would do, is to take small incremental steps to say, okay, we can get a little bit of this project done. We can show it to the community. We can set. We can get some feedback. And we can keep testing the idea as we go forward and keep and continually validate whether or not it's a good strategy. And that was something that I had to learn um, the hard way, unfortunately, a few times. What is unique about your app? So I think one of the things that's really unique about it is, you know, we have some, we have some very uh, advanced emergency functions. We have a really great community uh, built into it from, from all the different people that we work with. But I think the most unique thing is that we're really trying to tie it together. We're not just focusing on, on one element of the, the food allergic experience. We want to, we kind of see it as this central hub of all the, all the different things you might need, um, you know, when, when you live with a food allergy. What were your greatest failures and what did they teach you? Um, so I think kind of tying into to what we were talking about before, I think some of the greatest failures came from just spending too much uh, resources, and that can be anything from capital to uh, just time resources um, before an idea was fully validated, fully proven. Um, and what that really taught me to do was to, you know, slow down, really examine the situation. You don't have to rush into everything. You have to set. You have to stop and say. Does this idea still work? Is there ways we can test it before committing 100%? I really love the concept of um, the MVP, the minimally 
viable product. Being able to introduce kind of like a an early version of whatever you're trying to do. It can be physical product, it can be software, it can be website, whatever you're whatever you're trying to build, but introducing it in its most basic form so you can gather feedback and keep improving it. The app that I built myself that I, you know, that I had introduced, there were some pieces of it that no one wanted, no one was interested in, and some of them that were just, you know, really bad ideas. And by taking that those small steps and introducing it, just me developing it on my own, not having to spend all this time and bring all these other people in to help build that particular version of the product, we were able to eliminate those ideas before we went all in on the the current version of the software that's out now. Now, tell me, what were your professional, personal, and financial struggles? Um, so I think professionally, one of the the biggest things was as I was entering into a you know kind of a world where I, there was a lot of things I needed to to play catch up on. I had a a pretty good business background. I mean, I was I was only a, a junior in college at that point, so there's still a lot of business experience that I needed to get as well, but things like engineering, software development, design, web development. These were all things that I had virtually no idea where to even begin. So I think really the struggle was was having to you know, first figure out what questions do I need to be asking? What questions can I answer on my own? And then finally being able to say, okay, now I know what experts I need to work with, what partnerships I should be looking for, what projects I should, I should be hiring some outside teams with. Um, and I think that was, you know, that was certainly a struggle um, that, that kept us slow out of the gate. Um, and then financially, uh, you know, of course, when you're just starting out, there's uh, you, you lack a marketing budget. You lack um, some of these, res- you know, lack um, the ability to hire outside teams that can help you uh, develop the full vision that you start with. Um, but at the same time, I think those can be, you can, you can use those as advantages when you can't, pay for placements and your only marketing has to be organic that's going to give you very raw genuine feedback that says okay this has to be working because people are are willingly coming to my website or willingly coming to to download our app we're not paying to to put this in front of people there must be something good here or it teaches you the opposite okay no one seems to be interested unless we you know we're doing paid advertisements so where where did we go wrong where can we go back and re-examine our strategy your personal shortcomings are, are the same as the, the professional ones trying to develop the company. You know, the, in my case in particular, it was the, the lack of, of, of certain skill sets that I really needed to, to figure out on my own. And I'd say they were one and the same. Now, how did you overcome those struggles? A lot of it was just, you know, continually pushing myself to just learn more and more it started with kind of accepting that I wasn't going to become a, a software engineer overnight. I, I still wouldn't consider myself anywhere close to a you know, full-fledged software engineer, but I had to take tiny steps. I would, when I started developing the app in Taiwan, right after the, you know, the reaction, I would go home, watch tutorials on, on, my, on my smartphone all day, or all evening rather. Then I would come into work a half hour early, start trying to put those practices uh, to work on the computer that we had. I would stay in during lunch to keep working on it and then stay about a half hour after you know my, my, my shift ended until everybody left the office just so I could keep trying to put those things to work. And then I would go home and start the tutorial process again. 
so I was saying it, it just took a continued commitment over time, over a long period of time. How has the app been operating since COVID-19? Definitely there, there's been some, some difficulties. One of the things that we've had to, to really adjust, it's more difficult to, to get projects, any project moving as quickly as, as you might have originally planned on. And a big part of it, I think, we originally thought of this as being this great resource for people that are, are on the go, but now most people are not on the go. So we kind of looked at some of the different community features and, and you know, some of the strong elements we were trying to build in. Like, for example, the, the online store, you know, now where that was kind of a, a secondary element of what we were doing originally, we looked at and said, okay, you know, maybe we can pivot the direction that we're moving in and we can, we can invest a little bit more time and energy into making this really useful resource for people that are at home trying to find safety food, you know, and they, they may not be able to go to a grocery store. The grocery store might not even have what they're looking for. So I think the biggest thing is you just have to be willing to shift when the world gets chaotic. Now we're going to go into the roundup section. So you're going to answer a question. All right. Uh, the first, um, you're going to answer the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you okay, ready? Cool. Yeah, that's it. All right. So give a strategy that has helped you manage stress. Working out. I spend a lot of time in the gym. All right. Favorite food? Uh, steak. A big prime rib. Can't go wrong with that. All right. If you had one piece of advice to someone just starting out, what would that be? I would say take your time and, you know, start with the MVP. What app has helped you with managing your budget or finances? So personally, I, I just say pretty disciplined. I don't use an app. Professionally, I like um, Wave. It's a, it's a good accounting software that you know, is, is free to use. What would be your favorite dream trip? I usually answer Italy, but right now I would love to uh, go see my friends, family, and colleagues in Taiwan. What's your morning routine like? I wake up, I make my bed, I make coffee. I check the messages that my colleagues in Taiwan sent uh, throughout their day. It's about a 12-hour difference right now. And then I, uh, I get to work. Now, what app has helped you find the right employee for the job? So I, I don't think I've used an app to find employees. The, the team I work with primarily to develop the, the mobile app was KDAM Mobile. And so that was done through the, you know, they were my, they're, they're my full-time employer. How do you find a balance between home and work? I kind of, I kind of just do both all the time. I mean, I, I love the work I do, so I, I never feel, I never feel the need to stop. And with everybody working from home right now, you know, it's kind of one and the same at this point, but it's, it's enjoyable. You have the chance to ask your business idol one question. What would it be and why is it a good question to ask? I would probably ask them the question you asked me earlier. I would ask, you know, what were some of the biggest, you know, mistakes and, and how did you learn from them? I think that's really helpful because 
they've probably had more things go wrong for them than you could ever hope to have go right for you by where they are in their career. So they, they can teach you so much. What was your biggest aha moment? Probably the, the allergic reaction I had in Taiwan. That was, I, I had never been out of the country. I didn't, I, I never really thought about what struggles, you know, a person might face with food allergies. And after that happened to me, I kind of looked back at my day, everything leading up to it, everything that I could have been, you know, in trouble with during that, you know, that whole emergency experience. And I was like, okay, this is something we can start with. This is something I can teach myself to develop, you know, a, a, a solution for. I think this is the first really valuable thing we can offer the community. What drives you to keep going when it's really tough? I mean, I, I really, I'm, I'm passionate about problem solving. And the food allergy community, you know, they've been so supportive so far. If, if I can, I, I, I really am committed to just building newer and better solutions as we go. Advice on safety tips to take precaution of the coronavirus. Oh, geez. I mean, definitely listen, listen to the doctors. And the only thing I, I guess I could add is just you know, try to stay cautiously optimistic. I think some people, you know, it's, it's nice. Everybody's so excited now that, you know, the, the restrictions are starting to loosen up, the lockdown is loosening up. And, you know, just still, you know, still go out, wear the mask, still takes, you know, take extra care, those kinds of things. Like, I, I, I think the worst mistake somebody can make is just thinking that it's back to, you know, like, like, life, like things were in December. So if you were to go back to being a child with a lot of food allergies, what advice would you give parents in terms of dealing with a child with allergies at this time? I would say definitely teaching independence is really important. That was something my parents uh, did a really good job uh, when they raised me. They would always have me be the person to, you know, ask them if they brought the EpiPen with them. They would tell me to, or they, they had, they had a whole, me be the person that would always explain to the waiter, waitress, you know, these are my food allergies. This is why it's so important. I mean, I was doing that since I was two or three years old. They, they really drilled that into my brain. And that was, that's very helpful. All right. So this is the last, last question. Okay. Where can people connect with you online? All right. So SureTech is on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Uh, so we are at AssureTech, A-S-S-U-R-E-T-E-C-H-L-L-C. You can also find us at epicenter-case.com. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for taking the time to talk with me. And, you know, I really want to see where this app journey goes, you know. I really admire the job that you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been exciting and we're definitely not done yet. <laughs> All right, then. Enjoy the rest of the day today. Thanks. Yeah, you as well. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Allergy Free Hustle Podcast. Now, if you're enjoying listening to the show, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and any of your favorite podcasting app. Now, when you're leaving a review, no need to place your real name when you're leaving a review. Just place a name, leave a five-star rating, and tell me what you think about the show. Now, this will help other allergy-free hustlers just like you 
to find the show. Now, if you're looking for more content, you can follow the Allergy Free Hustle podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and now TikTok with the social mention at Allergy Free Hustle Podcast. And on Twitter, you can use the honorable mention Allergy Free Hus. Also, please sign up for the newsletter at eepurl.com slash common G5 capital JPWN. When you sign up, you receive new updates when a new podcast episode is published online, what's going on with the podcast, and life lessons that I have learned. That's eepurl.com slash common G5 capital JP common WN. Or take a look at the show notes on your favorite podcasting app.